Welcome to Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news and sometimes interviews. This is episode 30, last episode of 2020, recorded December 27th. I'm your host, Charles Current. In today's episode, year-end podcast updates and announcements, Locky Award updates, how to spot a rogue locksmith, a nice credit card pick set designed by Coco Litos, should Locksport be illegal, Lock Noob opening locks with a gin bottle, Multipick's new bypass toolkit, and of course, lockpicking criminals, sales, and giveaways. You can find the audio version of this show almost anywhere you listen to audio content. That includes Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, most podcast apps, and thelocksportscast.com. You can find a video version on YouTube. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. YouTube and some of the podcast apps limit the length of the show notes and the ability to post clickable links. So if you're using one of those, you can always go to thelocksportscast.com to find full links. For announcements this week, I've got quite a bit, actually. So the first is, this is episode 30, Uh, not including the interview shows, of course, and the last show of 2020. It may be out just a little late. If it is, I'm sorry about that, but I had to work Christmas and fit family time around that. And Christmas is also my youngest son's birthday, so we had to do his birthday party also. So not a lot of time for research, recording, and editing. Also, uh, forewarning, I've been having some issues with my podcast hosting service, Podbean. I will be changing hosts sometime next year, and there may be a few glitches, a few broken links here and there, but I'm going to try and make it as smooth as possible. And for 2021, I'd kind of like to start trying to promote other people. So if you have a podcast, YouTube channel, blog, or something else you would like promoted on the show, feel free to create a 30-second-ish teaser. I'll play it here on the podcast. You can, of course, include video for the YouTube version of the show, but since this is primarily an audio podcast, you need to put a focus on getting your message across in the audio. Also remember, this podcast is work and family safe, and that means no politics, no religion, no drama, and keep the language clean, please. Also, you are all invited to join my Discord server. Um, it's not a real active server because I'm not great with online communication, but, uh, it is one of the best ways to get a hold of me either through discord or my email. And I do sometimes post on there announcements of, you know, show might be late or other such things happening with the show. There is a channel specifically for the show where I will put announcements like that. Now to address the Lockie awards, uh, there's been a change to the timeline in order to allow time to process the nominations and switch everything over from accepting nominations to voting. Nominations will be allowed from January 1st through January 29th. Originally, I said through the 31st, but we're going to take that weekend of the 30th and the 31st to get things switched over and ready to set up for voting on the 1st of February. I'll allow voting through the end of February, February 28th. Then I plan on doing a a live stream probably to announce the winners sometime March 5th or 6th is my current plan. I have vacation over 
that week. So that will allow me time to hopefully sort things out, get things set up, and get a live stream. Remember to head over to thelockyawards.com, look over the categories, make a list of who and which videos you want to nominate. You can nominate one person or video for each category. You will have to create an account on challengelock.com to be able to nominate or vote in the Locky Awards. This is to help keep the process fair so I can kind of keep track of who's already voted or nominated. And once you register, that will allow you access to the nomination page, which is a form that has all of the categories and a place for you to enter your nomination into each. Please wait until you have all of your nominations ready before you fill out and submit the form. You don't need to nominate someone in each category, but you will only be allowed to nominate one person or video in each category. When you are entering your nominations, if possible, post a link to the video you're nominating for. That would really help me out. If not, if you're not able to do that, can you at least enter the name of the channel and the name of the video or video number? That will really help me narrow down. Um, for the challenge lock and custom pick categories, reference the video that the locker pick was featured in so that I can go check it out and have something to link it to for the rest of the community when it comes to voting. That's kind of where I'm getting here. I need to be able to have a list of videos for people to watch before they vote. For the Community Spirit Award, please provide the name and the platform that they can be found on, whether it be Discord, YouTube, Reddit, uh, some tool, chapter, or a specific website or blog that they run. I will take all of your nominations, add them to a spreadsheet that I've created at the end of the month. If there are a lot of no different nominations for each category, uh, when it comes time to vote, I may limit the voting to a few of the most nominated people per category, or perhaps make the vote per for the channel itself and combine multiple videos that were nominated for that person, uh, or come up with some other creative way to keep the number of choices manageable. Uh, I, again, like I said before, this is kind of an alpha test. I jumped in and started doing this without too much planning just like I did with this podcast. And I apologize, but it's something I do because it's the only way I can get things done. If I start thinking about doing something too much, I start over planning and then I realize that I just can't do it. I'm not capable and I talk myself out of it. So again, I apologize if this year's process is a little rough around the edges and I hope to learn from the mistakes that I make this year because I'm sure there will be several and we'll make it better for next year. On that note, uh, starting January 1st, along with the voting starting, I would like, if you would, to start keeping track of noteworthy lock sport videos. You know, pay attention to the categories this year and kind of make a, a note if you see a video this year or this coming year that you think is worthy of being nominated for next year's Locky Awards. Also, feel free to critique the Locky Awards process that I do this year and offer suggestions on how to improve it. I'm always open to suggestions. All right, on to the news. Out of Woodland, California, an article entitled No Christmas Surprise Found in Unopened Safe. 
Woodland Police Solve Strombach's Mystery. Uh, Woodland Police went in for a bit of safe cracking this week after an iron strong box was found hidden amid brush on Northeast Street. The safe was discovered among dense brush at East Beamer and Northeast Street several weeks ago by Lori Christensen, who reported it to police. She explained it was weird to not only see a safe tucked into foliage, but that none of the brushes, none of the bushes had been bent or broken, and there were also no drag marks. She said the safe had to have been placed in the brush sometime over the weekend because she didn't see it the previous week. Uh, Steve and Derek Wallace of Wallace Safe and Lock brought their burglary tools to crack the sealed container, which looked as though it had been made sometime this century as it contained an electronic-type combination lock, which was long ago broken. Steve and Derek used a power drill to get inside, a pen light to get their bearings, and then a hammer and sledgehammer to pound away at the interior locks, hinges, and other mechanisms. They drilled, hammered, drilled some more, hammered some more, looking through the holes and repeating the process over and over again. After about 20 minutes, uh, they opened the door, revealing numerous documents and a black satchel. The documents turned out to be receipt books and duplicate check ledgers and a satchel with CDs labeled accounting data. Woodland uh, Public Information Officer Victoria Danzi, or Denzel later reported that the receipts and CDs were originally owned by Inspire Martial Arts in Davis. People there reported the safe had been placed in a large storage facility for a number of years before it was cleaned out and the contents discarded. So, after retrieving the safe and opening it, there was no cash or gold, only worthless paper and CDs, leaving only a few final mysteries of how the safe made its way to the property north of town, and who took it there. Back on the issue of rogue locksmiths, the MLA has put out an article entitled How to Spot a Rogue Locksmith, Three Red Flags to Prevent Being Scammed. It actually gives another two bonus items for a total of five. It talks about cheap Google advertised prices and the bait-and-switch scam that goes with those false claims of certification and accreditation, claims of being recommended by the police, using subcontractors and refusing to give the name of the locksmith that will actually perform the work, vague uh, pricing and unable to give an accurate price. So if you are interested, be sure to check out the article. There'll be a link in the show notes if you have friends or family whom you think might... Uh, live in one of these areas and be potentially a victim of one of these, make sure you share it with them. And Terrell shared that Locksmith Talk with Aloha has a new episode out called Master King Mistakes. He, Terrell says, this is an interesting one, especially with the Sparrow's Master Key pinning set, meaning Sparrow's brought playing with Master King to Locks Borders with that kit. And this episode... Uh, I know earlier episodes of Locksmith Talk with Aloha were more oriented towards locksmiths and the business side of things, but this one is focused on actual hands-on type stuff, so it might be more interesting to those of you who aren't active locksmiths. In community news, on Twitter, Bobby Keys put out a post on December 23rd saying, For pancake lock lovers that want to display their locks, I can print and ship one dozen lock stands in the U.S. for $15. I can also design and print a lock stand for your favorite lock. 
I'll have a link for his tweet in the show notes. That sounds like a really good deal. And Lock Noob put out a video this last week called Overture Fine Credit Card Pick Set. And he said, I think us lock pickers are spoiled for choice. This credit card pick set is a really nice take on a true contender. And the set was designed by Cocolitos, also known as Lock Analyst. If you aren't familiar with his work, you can go to overture-find.com, link in the show notes, to see some of the picks he's designed. They carry a couple of sets of his work. You can also check out his website, lockanalyst.org, where he has some great articles. Those include articles on the basics of lock picking, wafer and disc tumbler lock design, and some history, evolution of the MCS system, analysts of the Zeiss Icon System M, and those articles, some of them have some amazing 3D animations that really are make things clear. So if you haven't already, I suggest you go check out his website. Bosnian Bill released a video called Review Multi-Pick Caretaker Pro 2 Kit. And I wish this video had come out earlier. I would have added this to my Christmas list. Uh, the video description says, We'll review the next Multi-Pick Caretaker Pro 2 Bypass Toolkit. If you are involved in building maintenance or security, this kit offers a wide variety of low-skill bypass tools, as well as the popular and very effective bell core puller. And the description from the multi-pick website for this kit says, This professional version of the caretaker kit covers all important opening techniques. The set can help you tackle doors that have fallen shut on the latch, as well as lock doors, whether they open inward or outward. Destructive methods can be used with the help of the bell by pulling out the cylinder of the lock and the depth of the profile cylinders can be measured. This kit is a must-have for every professional caretaker. The handy plastic carry case offers accommodation for further tools or small parts should you wish to expand your collection. And some videos that I found interesting this week. We have uh, Fishpix put out his fourth video called Should Locksport Be Illegal? And his description on the video says, Some of my friends and family have asked me whether I think Locksport compromises the safety of the general public by promoting ways in which physical security measures can be compromised. This video is my response. It is a well-done video that explains why Locksport helps the industry and consumers. His editing and voiceover work were top-notch. It really is a very professional-looking video. So. It's something that, that I think you should check out, and maybe you can share it with anybody who asks you that question. Helpful Lockpicker put out a new video this week entitled, How Key Bidding Affects Lockpicking and Your Lock Security. And the description reads, Let's learn how choice of key can affect your, our locks. Optimizing your key to your lock can have significant results in increasing your lock security. And today we are going to explore the topic of key bidding. Key bidding is referring to the ups and downs or the teeth of your key. We will go over how much, how you can find the correct balance of variation to help optimize your lock. Having too much or too little can affect your lock in different ways. If you have a lock with a key which has good bidding, it will be able to help thwart low-level attacks, and I will provide you with a visual representation as to why. This is an interesting topic, and I hope it is useful. And I think it's a good explanation. 
um, especially for those newer to Locksport, of why they have a difficult time really accessing some of those extremely bitted uh, pins. And don't forget that Helpful also does a weekly Locksport update video. So if you're listening to this podcast, the Locksportcast, for weekly updates, you should also be watching Helpful Lockpicker's weekly Locksport update video series. And it, he does cover stuff that I don't cover. So I think the two complement each other pretty well. And Terrell shared a tweet by Locknoob this week that said, this is one of my favorite bottles. Wonder if they do SPO ships. And I love the key detail on the front. It got me t- thinking if I could actually use it as a real key. And Sherelle said, very cool. Great work on this, Locknoob. Uh, this is neat because the bottle of gin periodically makes appearances due to the key on the bottle. And the video is entitled, Making a Master Key from a Bottle of Gin. And his description says, this is one of my favorite bottles. Wonder if they do sponsorships. Haha. <laughs> and... I love the key detail on the front. It got me thinking if I could actually use it as a real key. So he goes into modifying the key that is attached to the bottle to make it work in a particular set of locks. And in karate belts this week, on the 22nd, Raspberry Narwhal earned their purple belt. On the 25th, a great Christmas present for reindeer as they earned their brown belt. And on the 26th, Magatu earned their red belt. So congratulations to all of you. All right. And now it's time to take a quick break and say thank you to the people that made this episode possible. We'll start with the executive producers who are all Patreon subscribers and all have YouTube channels that will be linked in the show notes. We have Medler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starrylock, William's Brain, To Be Deciphered, and content producers for this episode, who also have web pages or YouTube channels that will be linked. We have Lock Analyst, also known as Cocolitos, Cherell, Joshua Gonzalez, HV Logic, Panda Frog, Starry Lock, and Pocket Woman. And I want to say a special thanks to JP3 for the review they left on Apple Podcasts. On December 13th, they left a review, said, Essential listening for Locksport practitioners. Five stars. From giveaways to discounts, sales, to interviews, to news and tips, this podcast has it all. Great production techniques with professional presentation. You really can't ask for more. Highly recommended for beginners and advanced pickers alike. Thank you for the pod. Please keep it up. It's appointed weekly listening for me, and I'm sure many, many others. Being a solo Locksport fan, it's hard to connect with others in real life sometimes. This fills the gap and makes me feel connected to the Locksport community at large. I'm glad you find it useful, and uh, thank you for the wonderful review. I'd also like to give a special thanks to every one of you. Um, To those that send in information, the ones that share the show, those that donate, those that are Patreon subscribers. Those of you that take the time to comment and email, um, and just all of you that keep listening, you make this show possible. It's not easy for me to get the show out every week on schedule with my complicated work schedule and the extra hours I tend to work a lot. 
Um, I never would have made it past episode 10 if it weren't for all of you and your kind words and your uh, shows of support. So uh, thank you very much for a wonderful year. And I hope to be able to provide good, valuable content to you for the rest of next year. On that note, remember, this show is only possible because of that support you show. So if you are finding the podcast valuable, please help me make it valuable for the rest of the community by sending in your news, links, giveaways, any information you have that's Locksport related. I don't care if it's YouTube, if it's website, if it's from Locksport clubs, any form of Locksport news is fair game. Uh, you can send all your information to me either at podcast at the locksportscast.com or you can go to my Discord or any of the other contact methods listed in the show notes or you can go to the locksportscast.com and click on the support page and find all of my information there. Don't forget to share the podcast with your lockpicking friends either online or in person. You can leave a review like JP3 did or comments on the YouTube and a thumbs up there would be great. You can also subscribe on Patreon, PayPal, or buy me a coffee. No pressure there, just if you want to. If you support the show with a donation or information that I can use in the show, I'll give you a producer credit and a link in the show notes. So be sure to let me know if you want me to link to your YouTube channel, blog, website, whatever else you have, maybe a social media, Twitter, Instagram. And thanks again for making uh, 2020 a successful year for the podcast. On to lockpicking criminal news from Tideswell, England. Thieves use blowtorch to break into home and steal expensive vehicles. Thieves used a blowtorch to break into two homes in the same Peak District village in a matter of hours in the latest example of a terrifying new trend. At 3.15 a.m., they burned a hole through a UPVC front door to gain entry to a house in Tideswell, Derbyshire, where they stole 33,000 pounds worth of vehicles. They took wallets and the keys to an Audi S1, as well as a limited edition KTM 125 motorbike and a 2018 Da Vinci e-bike. Total value estimated at 33,500 pounds. Police say the break-in method was unusual, and they linked it to another burglary nearby just 35 minutes later, which also used a blowtorch. Two men broke into a house in Tithe Barn Close. They searched the house but didn't steal anything. In both cases, a blowtorch was used to break in through the front door. These break-ins come one year after police 20 miles away in Stockport warned of a spat of new blowtorch burglaries with reports of similar crimes also in Bradford and Hull. So something to be aware of if you have one of these uh, UPVC doors. They have a severe vulnerability and the potential that a criminal trying this method to get into your house could also just burn your house down by accident. So uh, for sales, we are down to commando locks, 15% off all locks with the code fall 2020 that expires on the 1st of January. So just a little bit of time left. Mako locks still has their 15% off with code by Mako. Uh, Mako locks also as at least as of yesterday, their Black Friday special link that you'll find in the show notes is still working and the code by Mako still works on those deals. 
UK lock pickers. Also, as of yesterday, the 10% off code GIFT was still working. Moving on to giveaways, Lock Pickers United put an announcement up that, about their charity raffle, said, We are doing a soft launch of the cash portion of the raffle due to a couple of requests and that we want to help some community-oriented organizations before the holidays. Listed below is the rules and regulations surrounding this portion of the raffle. And you can go to Discord to find this post if you want, but I'll just kind of touch on it real quick. The rules. Each U.S. dollar equivalent, rounded up, donated counts as one ticket in the drawing. The charity you are donating to must be approved by the moderation team. Below is a list of recommended charities that haven't that have already been approved. Should your preferred charity not be in the list, do not hesitate to contact the moderation team to discuss your preferred charity. This list will be updated as more are approved. Members of the moderation team and those who are working with them to make this charity raffle happen are not allowed to participate. This is done to ensure that the process remains fair. The process is step one, Select the charity to donate to. If it is not on the list below, send a message to the moderation team to confirm it first. Step two, donate. Please take a screenshot of some proof that the donation was accepted and valid. Step three, send a message that contains this screenshot. As the pots haven't been finalized yet, you won't be able to distribute your tickets until a later date, but you will have been entered into the raffle. You will then be contacted with a confirmation that you have been entered into the drawing. And I just want to remind all of you that the prizes for this raffle are donated by community members. So if you are willing and able, you can donate your prize um, by heading over to the Locksport subreddit or the Discord and contacting them there, the mods there. Read the announcements tab on the Discord. They will instruct you of how to go about doing your donation, or you can go back and listen to a previous podcast episode where I talked about it there. I don't remember the number right off. Also, Starlock and Pocket Woman are still doing the Shout Out Monday series where they highlight YouTube channels with less than 100 subscribers that are Locksport oriented. So if you haven't already, Head over and check out those. They are giving away a 20-pound Law Lock Tools gift certificate, a Lockwood 334B45 brass padlock, and a lighted plug follower made by Pocket Woman. You can head over to either one of their channels and check out the videos. In the description of the videos will be the rules for you to follow to get entered. And of course, Charles Buildscrap, my YouTube channel, and the Lock Sportscast are doing the Pack Lock a Month giveaway. You can find all the details on how to enter that at thelocksportscast.com. Just click on the tab titled Giveaway. Remember, this podcast needs your support, so please send in any information you have that's Locksport related, even if you don't think it's important. It might just be the bit of info that I need. If not, no harm done. Thank you for your support this year. I wish you all a happy new year, and let's hope it goes better than 2020. And remember to keep it legal.
That's all she wrote.